You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. A few weeks ago, I went to my eye doctor, Dr. Winters. I've been seeing him for a number of years, and he runs his tests, and he looks into my eyes, and, and we have a good time chatting, going back and forth. But toward the end, I asked him, I said, Doc, sometimes it's a little bit harder for me to see when I'm driving at night. He said, well, there's, a, there's several reasons for that. He says, as we grow older, we get cataracts. Uh, he said, I don't even have to look into your eyes. I just know that you have them at your age. I said, well, what do you mean my age? But, but I let that one go. And then he, then he said, he, he said, as we get older, he, that it takes time for our eyes to adjust from darkness to light and light to darkness. And he said, especially as you're middle aged now, you're going to be feeling it a little bit more. And I said, Doc, I'm not that old. And he said, well, you are middle aged. And I said, well, thanks, Doc. I, I love you too. But then he said, he said, we don't realize that we spend most of our time in the light. Our eyes spend most of the time in the light. And it just takes longer and longer for our eyes to adjust. And I thought, that'll preach right there. I want to spend time in the light. I want to spend time around the light. Of course, the light of Christ is what I'm thinking, but I didn't tell him that at the time. I also knew that this sermon series was coming up called Jesus Is, and we're looking at John chapter 1, and we're going to look at how John describes Jesus in, in chapter 1. Last week we talked about the Gospel of John, how we're going to be studying the Gospel of John, of John uh, this year. We're also going to be looking at parts of Revelation and 1 John. But right now, today, we're in John chapter 1, and we're going to see that Jesus is described as the light. And I want to encourage you, just like I did last week, we're going to see various descriptions of Jesus throughout John. And I want you to write down those descriptions this year. As soon as you see some, a description of Jesus, I want you to write it down. We're going to see that John is rich in Christology. So John chapter 1, starting at verse 4, it says, The Word, got, word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. Just kind of keep that in the back of your, your mind because I think we are to be a witness to tell about the light as well. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Light is amazing. Would you agree with me? Light can have a dramatic effect on everything it touches. Light makes it possible to see. A lighthouse warns ships on the coastline. Emergency lights warn us, uh, warn drivers that high-speed vehicles are quickly coming up behind us, whether that be a fire truck uh, or a police car or an ambulance. Uh, light speaks of security and reassurance. If you've ever been in a, in a house that you're not familiar with, maybe you're sleeping there for the first time, and you hear that noise, what's the first thing you tend to do? Well, we tend to turn on the light because we want to see what's going on. Jesus says that he uh, is the light, and he wants us to be a light in our neighborhoods. He wants us to be a light in our community. 
We see in John's gospel two ideas, light and life, light and life. In Genesis, uh, the creation of light was God's first creative move. Genesis 1-3, he says, let there be light and there was light. In the process of generating light, that was God's initial instrument for illuminating the dark and formless world. Light is a metaphor for several things and is always understood uh, over and against darkness. John makes this clear that darkness cannot put out light. Nothing can extinguish light. That his light is always over darkness. Sometimes darkness is synonymous with spiritual blindness or failure to understand what it means to be human. Sometimes darkness refers to evil. Jesus came to dispel darkness. He came to be a light. And John the Baptist came as a witness to point to the true light. It made the, the passage was clear. John the Baptist was not the light, but he was a witness. He was, to point, he was pointing to the true light. Well, one of my favorite services of the year that we recently had was Christmas Eve. And I love getting together with our church family. I love singing Christmas songs. But my favorite part tends to be at the very end. It's the time that we darken the worship center and we light a candle, one single candle. And then we, see, then we start lighting the other candles. Everyone has a candle. And, and next thing you know, the worship center lights up uh, with, with these candles. It starts off as dark and then we see light. And then we sing Silent Night. And it's a reminder that we are to be a light out into our neighborhoods out into a dark world. I, I just love this service. I, I just love, uh, love this service because it's such a reminder for us to be a light. We can't appreciate the light until we recognize darkness. Have you ever gotten up to go to the bathroom and something or someone or maybe even yourself put someone, something in your path and you tripped over it, you stubbed your toe, you maybe even fell? and you're frustrated and you're not ha or very happy at the time and you're not feeling very, very much like a Christian because you're in pain and you're frustrated about whoever put that thing in your path. And, and, and the thing is, if you would have had the light on, chances are you wouldn't have fallen. Chances are you wouldn't have stubbed your toe. Chances are you would have seen that thing that was in your path. It gives you a new appreciation of light. I remember especially when I would walk at night to, if I'd hear a noise and I'd walk into our living room to look out the window, my boys would have Legos. And those are like the worst things to step on. And I got to tell you, I wasn't very pastoral at that moment as when you walk on something, especially a Lego in the middle of the night. I gave me appreciation of light so I could see not to ever step on those. We live in a world that is filled with darkness. We see darkness in every uh, act of violence. Well, we've seen it in school shootings and, and other, other public shootings uh, around the world. It breaks our heart. We see darkness in COVID and living within a pandemic. We've seen darkness in weather events. Recently in December, we saw how a tornado uh, destroyed many houses and lost life uh, in, in many states. We've seen it in our state with hurricanes and the effects that a hurricane has had. We saw it in Snowvid and the damage that weather caused and the chaos that it causes. Well, we see darkness in terrorist attacks. We see it in politics. We see it in our jobs and in our school. 
uh, for some, darkness comes when your spouse leaves, when you lose a job, when you receive a frightening diagnosis. And some of you have walked through darkness with yourself or a loved one, going through emotional and mental uh, journeys that, that are tough. Some of you feel alone and isolated and you feel like no one cares. You feel like you're in a dark cave. Some of you are in the darkness of addiction. We all have to walk through the valley of darkness when a loved one dies. And that is extremely, extremely dark and tough. John 16:33 promises that we will all face darkness, that we'll all have times of trouble. It says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. This is Jesus speaking. In me that you will have peace. And then Jesus says this, in this world you have trouble. Jesus promises that we're going to go through darkness, that we're going to have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. And he promises that we will have trouble, we will have darkness, but we are to endure. And he encourages us to take heart and to trust him. Uh, that he, he has overcome the world. And so no matter what darkness that you're going through right now, you, your bank account may be empty, you may be going through some serious health issues this morning, maybe your marriage is on the rocks. Jesus offers light and comfort and healing and grace and hope. And so if you're going through darkness right now, let me encourage you, Jesus is the light. There is hope. I know it may seem hopeless, but I promise you, Jesus gives us hope. Put, focus your eyes on the light. Well, one of my favorite things to do is to build a fire uh, on, on my patio. I have this little fire pit, and it's a small little thing, and, and, and I put some wood in there, and I love just to sit there, and, and I love the smell, and, and I love the crackling, and I just love the peacefulness of it. I, I like the, the warmth of it, but my favorite part is just seeing the light in the darkness. You know, in the same way, when we're going through dark times, we need to get closer and closer to the light. We need to get closer and closer to Christ. We need to get closer and closer to God's Word. We need to get closer and closer to our faith community to help us as we go through the darkness. For some, darkness is a metaphor for losing your way. You may be lost, you may be blinded by sin, your life may be a mess, maybe you've made a series of bad choices, bad decisions. And what I found interesting is that uh, Satan masquerades as someone as light. He masquerades as someone as light. And we sometimes, we get tricked, sometimes we fall for Satan's Satan's traps, because he masquerades as someone as light. If you look at 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, it says this, no, no, And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. That's how good light is, that Satan pretends to be light. He, he, he does this to deceive us. He wants us to think that he is good and truthful and loving and powerful, but we know he's a liar. We know that he loves to, to destroy us. We know that he is a thief, that he is like a lion looking and prowling and, and wanting to devour us. And, and so he likes for us, or he likes to make things look really good, and he wants us to make them into God things. He, he makes things look really good, and then, and then they lead us astray. He wants us to be so focused on ourselves or distracted with other things that we take our eyes off of God. And you may be here this morning and 
and your life may be messed up. You may be going through some heavy things, but God brought you here for a reason. You're here and you're listening to this message, and Jesus is saying, I am the light, follow me. Yeah, you may be a little bit off the path right now, but you can get on the path. You, you can get on the path. Kind of reminds me of going into a, a deep cave and, and you have a guide. And, and you don't have any light, but the guide has the light. And the guy says, just follow me. Just follow my footsteps. I'll, I'll lead you where you need to go. And, and you get down there and, man, you don't have a clue where you're at. And sometimes the guide will even turn off all of the lights. And you're just sitting there. And it, it's kind of spooky, but it's kind of cool. And then he turns on the light and he guides you out. I wouldn't have been able to get out of there for anything. But because I had a guide, he led me out. It reminds me of uh, the, the words of the psalmist. Jesus is our guide. It, it reminds me of the words of the psalmist in, in Psalm 119, 105. He says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. When we're, when we're going through darkness, Let's get closer into God's word. Let's dig into God's word. Let Jesus lead you back on the path. John 8, 12 says, when Jesus spoke to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I came across a, an illustration a few weeks ago where this painter had, was painting this picture it was snowy, it was dark and dreary. It had this little cabin at the corner of this picture. And it, it just looked lonely. It looked very sad. But then the painter took his paintbrush and dipped it into some goat paint. And, and, and then he put just a little bit of this goat paint right inside a window of this cabin. And, and it changed this whole portrait. Just a little bit of light changed this whole portrait from coldness to warmth, from a picture of death to life, from a picture of gloom to gladness. That's what light does. That's what light does. It gives us hope. It, it transforms us. And John 12, 46 says, I have come into the world as a light that no one who believes in me should stay in the darkness. We always have hope because of Jesus Christ. Let me end with just a few questions. What areas of your life have yet to be fully illuminated, healed, set free, empowered by God? Where do you need God's grace and truth and help in choosing light over darkness? I'm asking you to examine yourself. Do you have some darkness in your life that Jesus needs to bring light to? And then secondly, who around you needs a little light? Who needs a little encouragement? Who needs a little hope? Let's be like John the Baptist, where we point people to the light. That's what God calls us to do.